Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and what's next. It's a show that asks questions and peels back the layers of our average everyday experience and goes beyond scratching the surface. We interview people doing incredible things who are making a difference around the globe. Join me as we listen in and get one step closer to understanding that big ideas shared create collaboration. Collaboration can inspire community and communities create social change. I'm David Peck and this is Face to Face. I represent sort of youth to a certain demographic of a certain generation of people, you know, and they come up to me and they say whatever they say and their eyes kind of glaze over and I realize that they're not talking about me really, they're talking about their own youth and that I've become the avatar of that and, uh, and other people in the Brat Pack or of that generation, you know, we're the avatars of that is a beautiful thing. Well, what an absolute delight to have my next guest on the show. Andrew McCarthy was here with me on Face to Face. He's a director, he's an award-winning travel writer, and of course, an actor. You probably know him from uh, one of the many films that he's been in back in the 80s uh, and still appearing on TV and film, but Pretty in Pink, St. Almost Fire, one of my personal faves, Less Than Zero, Weekend at Bernie's, and Mannequin. And um, he's also, though, uh, an award-winning writer, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Brat, an 80s story, The Longest Way Home, both uh, New York Times bestsellers. And his new book, Walking with Sam, this is a a really intimate and and funny travel memoir of a basically a 500, is it 500-mile trip that he took with his son, Sam. And it's insightful and it's thoughtful, like all of his writing. Uh, it's entertaining and it's engaging. And I'm going to read a, a little excerpt from from his new book here shortly. But if you want to learn a little bit more, not only about Andrew and, and some of what he's up to uh, and, and also where he might be speaking, uh, check it out at uh, check him out at andrewmccarthy.com. Uh, and you can also find out more about the book and, and get a link uh, to it there. It's it's available now, Walking with Sam. Uh, Andrew's m- uh, my favorite new writer. I mean, I, I just... Uh, devoured uh, th- three books in a very short period of time and 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 tried to read them as thoughtfully as I could for so many reasons as well, just partially because I knew I was going to be chatting with them, but also uh, because I was pulled in. And, uh, you know, he's a world traveler. And so you get a lot of observations, you get a lot of insights and some, and we talk about this as well, some philosophical uh, reflection as well. So I am looking forward to the course that Andrew might be teaching 
down the road. And again, just what a what a pleasure to have him on the show. And we 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 not only do we chat about his uh, you know his new book, we talk about success and about the eighties. We get into relationships and 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 isolation. We talk about acting and traveling, of course, and family and this thing called generosity that that Andrew's been so. Uh, aware of uh, when he travels. We talk about finding our way back home and, you know, why it's so revealing and so important to to realize that it's it's re- it really is about that intentionality behind one step at a time. Here you go, uh, excerpt from uh, Walking with Sam. Quote, I walked and walked across the country for five weeks and 500 miles. It was something that could not be taken away or be easily dismissed even by me. I earned my way across Spain. Each day during the walk, I was reminded of this by the town churches, although not for the obvious reasons. When a pilgrim is still out among the wheat and dust and a long way off from any village, the first sign of civilization that will often appear on the horizon is a church spire, the highest point in the town. I always felt a mix of relief and fatigue on seeing those spires. My God, that's still so far away, I always thought. Invariably, the walk into the village was quicker and easier than I had first perceived, and I had done it on my own. There had been no shortcuts, close quote. If that's not a, a step into this thing called life and, and, and you know, it's, it, I mean, it, it really is a journey uh, on, on so many levels. And uh, again, what, what, a, what a real thrill and opportunity for me to have Andrew McCarthy on the show on Face to Face to talk about so many different things. I mean, you know, my, my, my disappointment, I suppose, is always that uh, I just don't have enough time. I feel like we're just we're just getting going. What do you mean you've got to go? Uh, so uh, stay tuned uh, for the conversation with Andrew, uh, davidpecklive.com, uh, face-to-facelive.ca to find out more about my writing and my speaking. And you can uh, peruse uh, w- well over now 600 interviews there. Uh, check, check them out. We've got some really cool and interesting things coming up, uh, just coming off hot docs. Uh, but for now, uh, stay tuned. And if you think about it, please leave us a review, uh, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, we would appreciate you uh, socially mediating the heck out of us. But uh, stay tuned uh, for our interview coming right up. My name's David Peck, and you're listening to Face to Face. Well, welcome back to the show. We are joined by a very special guest here with us today. I can hardly believe uh, we have on our show here today. He's a writer. He's a a director, uh, a travel writer. Uh, Can I say maybe a a producer as well? Maybe I'm going to say yes to that. But uh, Andrew McCarthy is here with us today uh, on the show. Andrew, thanks so much uh, for taking some time out of your day today. Yeah, it's great to be with you. Thanks. So, so let's let's talk about this really quickly, and we're going to revisit this. But what we're here to talk about uh, a new book, uh, "Walking with Sam," coming out in the not so distant future. How about a really quick shout out about that, and then we're gonna we're gonna revisit that for sure. But we got to talk a little bit about the eighties. Yeah, we do. <laughs> so, yeah, walking with Sam was. Um, yeah, I, I walked across the Camino de Santiago twenty five years ago. I guess and it was a life changing experience for me. And uh, in, in a word, it helped me realize how much fear had kind of dominated my life. And it changed my life, that walk. And I did it again recently with, uh, with my eldest son, Sam, who is 19 and just sort of setting out into life on his own. And, um, you know, 
A- Andrew, you say, you say, I believe the line is, and I, and, and listen, by the way, congratulations on the new book. Congratulations on the career. I am your newest fan. I'm, I'm not joking like this. You're writing. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's thoughtful. It's insightful. It's, I mean, when are you going to start teaching the course on philosophy is the question I have for you. I mean, God help us. <laughs> it's like, it was just, it's this beautiful sort of uh, taking me to these places. And I've traveled a ton as well. And we got lots to chat about there. Cambodia, one of my favorite places in the world. And I know you mm. talk about yeah. a little bit about that in the longest way home, but but um, yeah, so anyway, congrats on, on the new book, Walking with Sam. Um, you say that the Camino, it, it took uh, the Camino to teach you that you were solid in yourself. Mm. I think that's true. I think I had so much fear and so much sort of instability, instability, is that the right word, uh, in my internally. And I think, uh, you know, I think getting successful young had something to do with that. I just felt buffeted by forces of the world and it took literally walking one step after another across the country for me to realize like i'm okay you know and i i think i didn't even know i didn't feel okay until i did you know and that was a profound shift in me internally so uh yeah so would you say that the uh the was was the draw to travel writing to some degree, a sense of, um, well, I've always maintained that there's this sense that we're all trying to find our way back home in one way or another, you know? <laughs> My wife always teases me when I write a travel story or something. She goes, oh, you didn't write about finding home again, did you? And I'm like, well, well matter of fact, I think you're right. I think we're always trying to find our way home. And I've come to realize that that's an internal thing, finding our way home, not, uh, not a literal destination. You know? Yeah, yeah. Some, I guess, some people are a little bit, a, a bit more at ease with themselves than others. I suppose is something that I've learned. I find when I go away, when I travel, um, I, I'm already by the time I get there. I don't think this was your experience from 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 the way you write, but I'm kind of counting the days to coming back home, even though I'm trying to stay present. You know, live in the grace of one day, as a friend of mine would say. I, I've I've found like okay, I'm, I've got 17 days before I'm before I'm back home, and and may there be a chance? Is there a chance that I could get home early? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I'm I'm not that guy. You're not that guy. No, <laughs> I'm not that guy. I'm the opposite. You are the opposite. I'm like, yeah. oh, I only have 17 more days. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, oh no, only 17 more days. So, so let's, let's just kind of, if you're okay with it, let's just rewind. I want to read a quote. Um, so you need to know that I'm sitting in my office here, three, uh, movie posters framed and you're probably, um, maybe going to roll your eyes, but I hope not less than zero is on my, my right Mm -hmm. gravity here in the center. And last night by Don McKellar, a Canadian filmmaker, Andrew less than zero kind of was a game changer for me. Was it? Why? It was a game changer. Well, you know, well, <laughs> funny story, which you'll probably relate to on some level. I brought about uh, five or six friends of mine to come and see the film um, a few weeks after I had seen it uh, in in the theater. And I just so sort of blown away the cinematography, the story. I mean, so, so many, the tagline, it only looks like the good life. I mean, it, it just, there was so much going on there for me, but I think what, what really struck me was the friendship that, that you and Robert Downey Jr. and well, and 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 Jamie Gertz, frankly, but the, the the that that intimacy that the two of you shared to the point of that last scene, and I know you write about it. And Brad, and you said it was a you know a challenging time and a challenging shoot, but but uh, I took these friends of mine to see it, and and they didn't talk to me for a few days afterwards because they just <laughs> did, they didn't get it. 
they just didn't see it, right? And isn't that wonderful sorry, about storytelling? But check this out, and I know you know this well. So what there is, quote, no doubt about is that those 80 movies themselves touch something deep in a generation of moviegoers. Pretty in Pink at all helped so many to feel like they mattered, helped them to feel seen, less misunderstood, less alone. I mean, Andrew, that's it's true. I mean, you know, wasn't it Roger Ebert that said films and stories are empathy making machines? You you drew me in with the performance, with the film, but I think it was that love that you showed, as crazy as that might sound, that love that that I felt, that I saw, that that pulled me in in the story. And I, I don't know if that um, makes any sense to you or at all uh, now, but but or, or if you look back a little more affectionately on the film now in that time, but but it it's uh, yeah, it was a game changer for me. Well, I mean, that's what stories do is connect us. And when we connect, we feel less alone. And, and teenagers in particular are apt to feel very alone and very isolated and very as if they're the only ones who've ever felt this way. So, I mean, the the movies primarily, you know, movies can offer that to people. It's a beautiful thing. You know, I, I um, it's nice to hear about this, the friendship and that I never think of the movie that way. You know, mm. I had such a pleasant experience filming that movie, and it was so challenging that I uh, I should look at it again with, the, with those eyes because I think there was great love between those characters, and that's um, you know, and when your world, you know, particularly at that age, you're starting to split and splinter into new lives of so friendships that were so solid in youth. When people start to go different ways physically and then emotionally, it, it's a when things start to splinter apart, it's terrifying often and very sad, you know. So that movie is sort of about the last grasp of trying to hold on to something that was splintering apart. I think I loved your... And then you add drugs to something and it just messes everything and, up. And it just, <laughs> just, yeah, so changes everything. The your, your, Would you say this is, is Andrew McCarthy? There was this, to me, there was a passionate commitment to that relationship. Like you, you, you really did go the extra mile. Is that, is that you as Andrew McCarthy as well? Um, but it sure came, it sure, either way, it came out in the film and in the story. Well, it's so funny because I always felt very miscast in that movie and felt un, uh, like, I, so that's all very nice to hear, but I never felt that way during, <laughs> during the film. So maybe I just go into that aspect more because I could identify with it. I, I was a New York kid and I was playing an LA kid and which are very different species. Sure. And so, you know, that's, that kind of connection is, you know, that's, Maybe that's what I sort of was clinging to unconsciously as something I could relate to or identify with or, you know, that desperation because that movie was full of desperation. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I've often thought of that. uh, I can't think of the poet right now, but there's a line about the reach beyond our grasp. And I wonder if that is great acting, if that is great storytelling, that it's kind of, um, you know, pointing to another truth. And I wonder if your travel writing is and, and and your desire there and i certainly saw that i mean i've studied philosophy most of my life and there i, I found some really deep existential um moments in your writing and 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 that to me is just it's beautiful you've said it a couple times but it's good and it's true and and you found that through others and that's that's a remarkable thing to me well i'm very much sort of uh in many ways a loner so that notion of connection is an active thing whereas my wife is very communal by nature and i'm not so for me it's an active choice and commitment to do that it costs me something to do that Mm. so i'm aware of its value because it's not inherently something i i go to so i am aware and i'm aware you know of its import and having kids certainly makes that change your place in that 
it changes things. Do you find it, um, Andrew, do you find it hard to be present? At times, certainly, yeah. At times. It's one of the nice, great things about walking across Spain and doing the Camino again was you're nothing but present. And you really see your mental habits and how your mind and your emotions just take you away from the now and away from the now. And it's, and it's just habit. It's a real mental. You really see when you're walking that kind of extreme length and distance and fatiguing that way, you really see your looping. Well, I saw my looping mental process and my emotional sort of rhythms that uh, I kept defaulting to that, you know, you, was, they were revealed to me in a way that my normal life, they're not revealed to me. I think, I think it's a situation that's causing me to react like that when it's really my emotional cycle that's causing me to react to the situation like that, you know, and uh, that was a big, that's a big change to look at the other end of the telescope like that. And I think that gives us some liberation because then we're not as victims of ourselves in a certain way and blaming circumstances for things that are, might be internal, if that makes any sense. It, do, it does make a lot of sense. Any, any relationships off the first Camino trip that stand out to you that, that maybe you're even still in, uh, people that you're still in contact with today that, that you know, that, spl- that, that, that pebble, pebble in the pond and you're still feeling the ripples from it. Oh, well, I still feel the ripples of, of, that discovery that how fear had been, you know, I was walking across a field of wheat in the high Meseta about halfway through Spain. And there's, there's a section you get to where it's just wheat fields for days and it's really hot and it's desolate. And I, I fell to my knees and had this sobbing fit, you know, and in that instant, you know, I had this white light experience about how fear was such a dominant force in my life. And, you know, and it was, I was unaware of fear's existence in my life until that instant of its first absence, you know, which I said. So I still dine out on that every day. Every day I'm I'm aware of that instant because fear, once once something's revealed to you like that, of course, it never, it loses some of its power over you. It doesn't make it go away, but it loses its, you know, unyielding grip on you. So I'm constantly dealing with that, you know, to this day. You mentioned, you know, it's a really beautiful moment at the end of Brat, um, which I just finished yesterday. I got stuck in O'Hare. Uh, <laughs> lightning, thunderstorms, hail, and so on. And I was able to finish the book. And, and you talk about uh, uh, a couple of beautiful, uh, a couple of relationships and moments. You talk about this sacred blessing, and I'd love to hear more about that as well. And, and this woman who'd uh, had such an impact on you, but you talk about your father as well. You felt that he came to sort of realize that fear. I mean, I honestly, this is one of the insights for me, this idea of fear and shame that just, you, 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 you came a little too close to home here, Andrew. <laughs> well, I think fear, you know, my father never realized he was so fearful. My father's fear manifested as mass as anger. You know, it's a lot better to feel angry. You feel a lot more in control right. when you're fearful, you feel fearful, you feel out of control and, and at the mercy Whereas anger, you have the delusion that you're in control. Um, and I saw that how that consumed my father uh, and came between him and, and everything. And I didn't want that to happen in my life. So uh, I'd much rather sort of admit being afraid uh, when I am. And I think that's a lot of people don't want to deal with that. And the minute, you know, I give talks and things sometimes, and the minute I start talking about fear, you, there's invariably several people just pop up and walk out. They <laughs> go there. And I know I'm hitting home because, oh, this is the moment yeah. where people are going to leave in this crowd. And they do. And people just bullshit. That, I'm not, you know, that's hilarious. Uh, 
And so as long as they don't throw, Andrew, as long as they don't throw anything, you're, you're going to be fine. (laughs) No, I just, I think fear is a really potent, powerful thing. And we, we make a lot of bad decisions based in fear and we convince ourselves that it's not fear and it's something else because we're somehow ashamed and taught to be ashamed of fear. And I think that's um, foolish. That's it's it's a huge insight and so important. I remember the first time I traveled overseas. I've I visited many countries over the years. I think um, Ubud, uh, Indonesia, Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, two of the places that I was afraid to go. And I landed, and I kind of honestly, and again, this doesn't sound like you, but I kind of went, what 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 have I done? And yet, I believe stretching myself that way has been you know, part, part of the healing that, that, that I've needed, part of that journey, if that makes sense. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Absolutely. I mean, I've arrived many places where I'm like, oh my God, I just want to go home. And it's just fear, screaming. And so, absolutely, you know, that's what travel has done for me. I, yes, I, you get to see the world, but you also reveal yourself to you. And you, you walk through that fear, for sure. Because at home, we, we construct our lives so that we're insulated from that fear. And we avoid that fear. And we walk around them and things and because we don't want to feel that. When you're on the road and you're at, at the mercy of Mongolia, <laughs> you're like, oh, my God, help, you know. And that's, <laughs> that's I, I think there could be some money in that t-shirt help for 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 people traveling the world there we could we, <laughs> we, we could be we could be onto something there but yeah you know, I really, ask for help, asking for help you know people don't want to do that you know we, we always joke about guys don't want to ask help with directions and things but asking for help with um you know i've been all over the world and no one's ever said no i say excuse me can you no, help? that's great and laying ourselves open like that to, to 
invariably the world receives us you know that's that's really cool so would you and i think i would i would echo this would you say that you've been um uh you've noticed when you travel a grace and maybe a generosity from others to you like i remember first realizing i was the foreigner and thinking wow this is kind of interesting i've never really seen myself this way before and so yeah fish out of water all the cliches apply but I've found over the years, most people that I've met in other countries around the world are just, um, you know, there's a smile, there's a, there's a depth, there's a, there's a generosity there. Would you agree? Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, it's unfortunate because we're, the world's been politicized by our mm. political leaders to be, we're told to be afraid and to fear these people and, um, and for their, their own agendas. And so I think that's terribly unfortunate because it's just not my experience. Particularly, I go to a Muslim country and I take, I took my son when he was eight years old to the Sahara Desert. And people said, are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? And nowhere are you received more than in a Muslim country because they have a legacy of receiving the foreigner and the stranger coming through because they all needed to help each other in that way. So, I mean, there's a wonderful, and there's no alcohol in most Muslim countries. And so um, that takes that edge off things uh you know so i i find you know it's just a load of rubbish we've been sold and that people you know mark twain had that great line you know travel is fatal to prejudice beer and fear and narrow mind Pre- travels <laughs> fatal to prejudice fear and narrow-mindedness mm. and, uh, and so i just think that that's true yeah new 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 worlds new ways of seeing i i, I need to, i hope no, this is a way to have to correct michael travel is fatal to prejudice bigotry and narrow-mindedness that's the quote and yeah. then i would say and i would add and it obliterates fear you know because nice. that's what you know yeah no that's great have you ever have you ever heard the line um as a public speaker and writer you'd probably appreciate this if you haven't heard it but if you can't remember who quoted something who wrote something you just say it was mark twain and everyone in the room will believe you <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> well, you know, I think Mark Twain said this, you know. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's, that's good. That's... I, my kids tell me, because, Dad, if you really want to sell a point, just put a statistic in front of it. 87% of people do this, and then and you'll sound authoritative. <laughs> it's it's perfect. It's all about confidence and delivery, right? So so in, in Brad, and I, we're going to get to walking with Sam right after this, I promise. But but um, so so each chapter, I, I, lo- I love how it's, it's before and it's it's discovering and it's um, um let me get my wrote attempting sparking surviving writing and you talk about this thing this it this giant it for me to help me out here if i'm wrong on this for me it was life that's where i went and and then i as i was reflecting on it this morning just before you know getting online with you i thought oh maybe well maybe andrew's actually referring to surviving kind of that part of his life that window or was it that bigger picture? Uh, is is it life for you? And I, I think of um, that great scene in Blade Runner where uh, Roy Batty says, I want more life. And it just, it took me there, Andrew. Hmm. You, you know, it's funny because I didn't have any chapter headings for the book till the very end. And then hmm. uh, I, I, I go, oh, I, need to, I, should, I should name these chapters. So you, you right. know, I went before it, surviving it, you know, whatever. And the it, I think, was... You know, I don't think it was for me, honestly, um, life. I think it was the cataclysmic event of mm. what blew my world apart, which was success, being in the movies. Uh, you know, it just changed me. You know, I think it, that thing that happened to me, I think, was the it that I was referring to is in that book. 
Is it, right. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I firmly of believe course it is I, life, but you know, you're right. And the bigger, take that into the more of the macro, it is life, of course. But I think I was referring to, you know, it's, it was an it, something happened to me. You know, I, I sure. still that success is if something happened, a bomb went off right in front of me. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Things, things sort of it changed things, the rest of my life, but of course it was that moment when, you know, the brat pack happened. Things, you know? yeah. The, not another poet. Things fell apart for you in, in in a certain way, and there was this major redirect. No, that makes perfect sense, and that was what hit me this morning. But it's interesting that my take was no, no. He's he's actually talking about this thing called life, and that makes perfect sense as well, a writer. Well, that's a wonderful and, thing that readers bring to a, a book. You know? Isn't it great? To a book, and so you take it and put it into a larger context, and I'm like, oh, I wish I thought of it that way. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's great. And, you know, you, you're met and you have an experience that's beyond the page. And that's great. Well, that's what's so beautiful about about just this thing called intentionality. And for our listeners, uh, Andrew McCarthy, it's the longest way home. You've got Brad and now his new book, Walking with Sam, A Father, A Son, and 500 Miles Across Spain. Um, Andrew, I, I you say, I, I think you say acting saved your life. Hmm. I'm pretty sure you say the Camino saved your life. I'm sure there are a few other things in there that did too. Would you put kids in that category as well? Oh, they're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Um, no, I, I think acting did save my life. I think the Camino revealed my life to me. Um, and kids have been the blessing of my life. Right. But, uh, you know, what's, what's that someone said about kids once? Oh, all joy and no happiness. I think. They, <laughs> right. Right. That. No, I told I don't think I've heard that. Probably Mark Twain. Yeah, it must have been Mark Twain. Yeah, but there's, there's, I think there's a ton of truth in that. And I think that distinction between joy and happiness is really cool. You know, I was out recently with my daughter, Victoria. She's 15. We went shopping, of all things. Could you get more consumeristic and materialistic? So we go, we hang out at this mall. We just hung out. We're there for about three hours. And, you know, I texted my wife about halfway through. Elizabeth, we're sitting down, Victoria and I. And I say, Elizabeth, I feel nothing but pure joy. Mm, yeah. And honestly, Andrew, that's not something I experience a whole lot in my life. And that's something I'm, I'm learning more how to do. And this is, a, you know, my original question, finding our way back home. And I want to, I want to repeat that, you know, uh, and, and, well, and I, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, for sure. Go ahead. I just, I, I, I see that in your writing. Well, the ability to know when we're happy in the moment is a big deal and something I, you know, I was happy about the most things in hindsight for so much of my life, but the ability to recognize when I'm happy in the instant, you know, compounds the happiness tenfold too, but it's also a wonderful thing. So this is it sitting in this mall. This is it, you know, and to be able to acknowledge that at the moment and not be thinking about that call I got to make and geez, I didn't put enough money in the meter and you know, all that. <laughs> so that's, that's a big deal, right? Yeah, I think I think this. I, I think there's no other uh, really uh, greater act than being present, and and it's it's taken me um, 57 years, sadly, to figure that out, and and I'm getting better at it every day. And 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 you sharing your experience, your generosity, and honestly, it's it's a it's another stepping stone for me. Your writing is another pebble in, <laughs> in at the risk of sounding pretty cliche, in in my pond. Um, so you know, that being present, that's exactly the best thing about the Camino because you are just mm. present. You're just walking. You're not doing anything else. You're walking. You're finding food. And you're finding a place to sleep. And you are never bored. You may be a lot of things, but you're never bored. And it's really interesting that and that you're you are just 
present. And that takes a minute to, that's daunting for a while. It's not the physical journey that's daunting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So more, 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 uh, more emotional, more psychological. How did Sam feel about it all? I'm, I've just started into walking with Sam and already loving it. Um, uh, I love the opening, by the way, the lying on the bed with the, with the, <laughs> the phone and you guys feeling like you're not oh. maybe quite connecting at this point, but, but we got 500 miles to go. You know, uh, I, day two, Sam said to me, you know, dad, what's the point of this effing walk? And, <laughs> and, and his next question was, is there an airport in Pamplona? So I knew it was on his mind. And then the day we arrived, you know, he said, that's the only 10 out of 10 thing I've ever done in my life. So, I mean, the wow. journey happened for him, you know, so it, that sort of kind of sums it all up right there, you know, it was a, but the, that opportunity to have that sort of that just the sheer time, the greater luxury that, that we have is, with adult children is time because they're always racing. We're racing. They're busy. And to just sort of have that kind of just walk beside and like every morning I would, my son, you sit him down to talk. You ain't getting nothing out of him. Right. Um, get him moving. You get him moving. It all comes out. So we would start every morning and I would just, would consciously not speak for a while while we're walking and then whether it took five minutes or an hour suddenly he's having to go and then i was thinking as if he's right in the middle of the conversation and he would just off he would go and i would get it all and you know that was to be able to just wait for it is one of the rare gifts in mm. parenting you know so so did the camino teach you to be a better listener it taught me to not react and try and fix as quickly. So wow, hopefully okay. to realize that just that, that my input is not necessary here. My presence is necessary, but my wisdom is not necessary here. I don't need to have the right answer so that he's impressed by my knowledge. I can just let it's okay to let him think this is, and it is all his discovery, his idea, because it'll be much more meaningful and he'll hold on to it a lot longer if he comes up with it than me, me telling him. And his truth is different than mine, and he's going to have different insights. You know, it's one of the great things our kids give us as they get older is they have a lot of insight into the world that we don't have. And I could go, huh, you're totally right. I never thought of that, you know? And that's one of the great things when our kids start to get older and we start to relate to them as human beings and not in that adult-child relationship. I can hardly believe my son's heading off to university this fall, and I just, I'm, I'm saying to Elizabeth and others, how, how did this happen? I, we were playing Candyland and Snakes and Ladders just yesterday, weren't we? You know, and it's just we like Snakes and Ladders, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not sure it's really high on my list of board games, but uh, you know, it, but but to your point earlier, being being in the moment was was what it was all about. And and where do I bend? I bend towards the fear, the shame. Instead of celebrating everything we've had, I say I should have taken more time. I I should have noticed more i yeah, should I mean, have put that all do, isn't it that's what we do you know but and again that just keeps us from doing it now because again of course our only power is in the now and all that stuff that we know but um you know and that's why you know again to go back to the community what was so nice about it because you have an activity you know mm. you have a common activity and you have a goal you're going towards something and so that's clearly and it's tangible and it's you i'm 350 miles away i'm 200 miles away i mean you know and you're moving towards something and when we're moving towards something together however simplistic it is it unites us in a certain way there's something about pilgrimage that is very interesting mm. 
is the only discovery is an internal one. You're not discovering new lands. You're in the footsteps of literally millions of people who've done this over centuries. So to all the discoveries that are happening are happening within, you know, and to be next to somebody as they're discovering and you're discovering, to be able to share that discovery in the moment, something's going to happen. No, once again, it's a, it is a beautiful thing. Did you, did either, and I haven't finished the book, as I mentioned, but did you, did you come across anything that brought you really close together? Was it, uh, you know, uh, a snake in the grass, a snake, potential snake bite, somebody broke down, there was a health issue, um, an emergency that you had to attend to that you went, wow, I, I would never have known that about Sam, or I would never have learned that about him had we not been here. Well, I think yeah, there was a moment I tripped and fell once and I almost got very badly hurt. And I, it wasn't that I learned about him in a certain way, which I did learn a lot about him, mm -hmm. but it was exposing myself to him as a human and not as this parental figure that I think was the most rewarding for him to see. That was a sign of respect for him that I was exposing who I truly am as a man. Right. He was getting so, the real you. Yeah. And I fell and was suddenly very frail and vulnerable and exposed and I needed help. And that, you know, I never want my kids to see me because you want your kids, and, you know, to feel they're safe and you'll take care of them and all that. Sure. You know, that we tell them, no, no, I'm never let anything happen. We can't know that. So to be that kind of the frailty, my human frailty for him to see that and allow him to see that without covering it up quickly and jumping back up onto my feet and all this kind of stuff, which I couldn't do in that instant, was, uh, you know, a real... Um, I didn't like that feeling. And then I realized, oh, this is really important thing to allow him to see me like this. And um, will he still like me if I'm frail, if I'm not dad who like is smart and funny and knows all this, sure. stuff, you know, I'm just like this person who I, I'm frail, you know, like everyone and have clay feet like everyone, you know, for him to see that, that made him feel like an equal to me, which is what, you know, he is. He's a man now. So that's. Yeah. It, well, this is true. You know, seeing your kids, you know, grow and then having, I'm now having conversations with my son and my daughter about things I, I guess I would have imagined I would have conversations about, but it really does. Uh, not only does it change the conversation, it changes the moment. And I think your, your comment about respect and love is super insightful. I think you're absolutely right. When we're real and tra uh, transparent and authentic and, and Andrew, I've, sadly, we got we got to we got to wrap it up in a minute or two. And I'm I'm we we're just getting started. We're we're barely out of the, Andrew. We're barely out of the gate here. Um, so we're gonna have so to walk a Camino together. <laughs> you know what? That just might be uh, in our future. And I do want to ask you: uh, Are there? I mean, are there any countries you haven't been to yet? Are there? Is there an experience you're still hoping for that that's still sort of out there that you're reaching towards? Or are you are you? Um, yeah, I guess I guess I'm asking how are you gonna how are you gonna add to your CV because it's also already looking pretty eclectic it seems to me. <laughs> um, yeah, there's tons of places I want to go. I want to get down. I, I've been supposed to go to uh, Antarctica twice. Wow. And I canceled at the last minute, so I'd love to get there before it melts. But you know, I'm happy to go anywhere. <laughs> I'm game to Sorry. go anywhere. The, the act of setting out and going is profound uh, mm. in and of itself you know and fright frightening and anytime that something like that i'm supposed to go to africa next month wouldn't take my nine-year-old son and i'm daunted by that and i'm like oh my god we're gonna go to botswana oh man that's and i'm frightened by the notion of it but i know it'll be a amazing life-changing sort of thing that we'll have forever you know so so we'll go and you know but it's always just it's always from my experience my journey of my life is it's just constantly walking through fear mm. you know 
and and what's what's and step, I mean honestly, it's so cliche, isn't it? Step by step, uh, but but you really do. You must you must. I don't know. You must be celebrating the some of the wisdom you've picked up along the way as you look back. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. No. I don't mean to scoff. <laughs> talk to my family, see how wise they think I am. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm happy for some. That's one of the nice things about getting older. You have certain sure. experiences where you realize, okay, you get some clarity that you don't have when you're younger. So that's, you know, that's the trade-off. Sure. No, that's that's wonderful. Well, listen, talk about just scratching the surface, Andrew. Thank, thank you for uh, for your writing and for all the work you've done over the years and and the films and the stuff. You're a storyteller, and that that is beautiful, good, and true. And and I love that about you. I love that about our conversation today. I look forward to another one. We've been chatting with uh, Andrew uh, McCarthy. He's a, an actor, a writer, a director, and author of the new book, Walking with Sam: A Father, a Son, and Five Hundred Miles Across Bay. And Andrew, thanks so much uh, for your uh, time for your time today and your generosity. Really appreciate oh, thank it. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Well, there you have it, my interview with Andrew McCarthy. Check out his newest book, Walking with Sam. And don't forget Brat, an 80s story as well, and The Longest Way Home. Uh, my favorite new writer, for sure. Uh, you will find uh, his writing entertaining and engaging. Uh, check it out, Walking with Sam. AndrewMcCarthy.com for more information about his speaking and also uh, uh, about his writing as well. Um, thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. I, I, don't, I don't take that lightly. I, I, uh, you know, your investment of time is, it's important to, to you. It's important to me. Thanks for uh, stepping into this conversation today. Check out davidpecklive.com for more information about my writing and speaking and also uh, face-to-facelive.ca where you'll find a whole uh, host of other interviews. We've got some really cool things coming up from hot docs in the near future. And even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, subscribe wherever you're listening to podcasts and please do leave us a review Um, i know i would certainly appreciate it you're listening to face to face and my name is david